0: In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says, Now may God himself, the God of peace, make you pure, belonging only to him. May your whole self, spirit, soul, and body be kept safe and without fault when our Lord Jesus Christ comes. You can trust the one who calls you to do that for you. Our God is faithful to complete what he started in us. And so these songs that we sing is um, a declaration of his faithfulness. And we are praising him um, ahead of time for all that he has done and praising him for what he is going to do. And so that is our uh, prayer as we sing this morning and worship him.
1: This is mine, the word of Lord's the there
0: You are your faithfulness to us, that you keep us steadfast and pure. God, help us to stay close to.
1: Thank okay. you.
2: Luke just sent me a little note here I'm going to read to you. Greetings from the Hadleys to Henderson MB Church. We're sad that we are not with you this morning, but trust it's going to be a great morning for you. Just finished an amazing conference and heard from several powerful and anointed speakers from within our conference. It was a great time celebrating unity and diversity. And know that this morning, as we prepare to worship with the Greenhouse Church, that we are also thinking of you. So yeah, just uh, greetings from Pastor Luke and Joanne and greetings from us here as well yeah as you heard luke and joanne will be gone this next week as well um they're going to do a little bit of vacation time i think up in south dakota so uh, there's also going to be some different office hours at the church too so just uh take notice in your bulletin of those hours and those changes um, and if you need anything call i think luke said he's not going to have very good cell signal at times but just leave a message if those and uh, yeah just a lot of things to to read through there Um, one thing to take note of we do have annual business meeting coming up Um, before too long we're not exactly sure on the date of that yet we're looking at either uh, september 9 or 16 Um, so part of that is we have team leader reports that will be due on august 17 so just uh, yeah take note of that Uh, another thing part of your bulletin in the area in, uh, around one of them is uh, greenhouse so read through that a lot of things going on there too and another one is uh, crc that's a local one and we're going to hear a little bit about that from jordan grantham this morning jordan is going to be sharing with us this morning
3: Privilege of having one of our grandsons come and help us through the summer, and uh, Scott, I think he served about five or six summers with us, and it was just such a privilege for us. And when I would write his check, uh, I would have to have three lines of deduction. I had to take FICA out, I had to take state withholding, I had to take Nebraska withholding. And one time I commented to him, I said, "I see how hard you guys work out here. I said it really bugs me that I have to deduct all of this from your wages." And Scott's answer to me was, well, he said, I wouldn't mind it if the government used it wisely. Then that would be a good thing. And so I'm here to sort of equate that to something that we do here at our church. When you give your offerings to Henderson MB, a tenth of that goes on to other ministries that we support and that in turn support and enrich us. And uh, I can guarantee you that they will use it wisely so you can give generously without any regrets. The entity that I'm going to tell you about a little bit this morning is the U.S. Conference. It now has a new name. They call it USMB, and I think you know what those letters stand for. (laughs) It's the Mennonite Brethren Churches that are grouped together as a U.S. Conference. Now, part of our tithe goes to the U.S. Conference or USMB, and why is that important to us? Well, it's important because it binds us together with all the other MB churches in the U.S. We are one of over 200 churches in 20 different states. It's important to us because of USMB's core commitments to church multiplication, disciple-making, and leadership development. It's also important because it it holds us accountable to biblical principles throughout the Board of Faith and Life. They're responsible for working on the confession of faith. They do pastoral credentialing, among other things. Another reason is it informs us of our denomination's activities through the Christian leader. And if you are a member or attend here and do not get this magazine, part of your tithe goes to pay for it, and so you deserve to receive it in your mailbox. So if you're not getting the Christian leader, you go to the office and let Joni know and put your name on their mailing. Uh, Another reason why USMB is important to us is that the MB Foundation operates underneath them. They aid us in financial planning and also make generous loans available for church plants. So it's important because we've committed our time, our finances, and even our people to USMB. Many of our members have served on boards for the U.S. Conference, and right now Pastor Luke is a member of the leadership board. Since the U.S. Conference was established in 1954, it's grown beyond its original European beings. Today, half of our 200-plus congregations worship Sunday mornings in a different language than English. And much of this diversity can be attributed to a visionary plan known as as Mission USA when it was introduced in 1988. USMB continued to serve existing churches, but it moved strongly in the direction of church planting, And it was my privilege to serve on that board. Uh, The first church plant was in Copper Hills in Peoria, Arizona, with Brad and Effie Claussen. They are now a congregation of over 800, and they're in Phase 2 of their building program. And it's important to Virginelda because when they're in Arizona, this is their home church. That's where they attend. South Mountain in Draper was the second church plant with Mission USA. The planting pastor, Paul Roby, said he wanted to go to the darkest place in America— And plant churches. And Mission USA recognized that he was going regardless, and so we decided to get on board with that endeavor. They now are a church that has six campuses. I couldn't find statistics on their attendance, but the main campus was over a thousand, and now they have five other churches that are part of that coalition. Mission USA went on to plant many more churches, then it went under the name C to C, and now it's going uh, combining with foreign missions, and it's a worldwide church. USMB is important to us also because three men who grew up in this church have served in church, as church planters in Utah. Rod Jost was a campus pastor for seven years at South Mountain in Utah. He served at the Daybreak campus. Jason Quering, who also grew up here, served as a youth pastor on that campus, on the main campus. Later, Jason and Nicole returned to Utah as church planters, and early in their ministry, they were joined by Scott and Heidi Goosen for a short time scott's another one of the men that grew up in this church as the greenhouse continues to grow many of you have visited or you've been involved in that so it's important to all of us for many reasons so i would encourage you to invest in usmb and its ministries we've seen firsthand many from this church can testify that they've seen the collected money from all of our churches in action and yes it is being used wisely and we can be glad to
2: good words and really good to remember that as we as we plan our finances and as we uh, give and that you know when we give to this church it goes to things like that last week we heard a little bit about uh, bbs here in henderson we also heard about it when bbs went and did their thing in the greenhouse as well in utah and that's also supported by you when you give your money here some of that money goes to those things so I encourage you as you as you give to think about those things think about what this church is doing. So right now, our giving is a little bit behind what we have budgeted for the year. Um, you know, we have a little bit of time left, so our hope is to try to catch up on that. Um, so so yeah, just keep that in mind as you plan uh, your giving. Um, we're going to pray now, so the ushers want to come forward, we'll, uh, we'll pray. Father, just want to come before you this day, just want to thank you so much for it. Again, it's a beautiful day, and uh, thank you that you are with us, and you love us. Pastor Luke and Joanne have had time at, uh, at conference, and just thank you for that time there. Just guide their time as they're on vacation now, too. Just uh, give them uh, refreshment and rejuvenation, Lord. Just bless their time as a family. Think of our missionaries as well. Um, God, you, uh, you use this church in uh, touching lives around the world. Think of Dave and Luis Claire Peters in Thailand, and the, Raugis, the Millers. Think of uh, Greenhouse in Utah. I also just want to pray for the CRC, the Christian Resource Center. think of this church as well and the different things that we do here in this community. Um, Just pray that you'll bless this work and uh, use us as as members in our world around us, Lord. Thank you also for the provision that you've given us and uh, how you take care of our needs. And I just pray that you'll continue that. So just uh, guide us this day. Bye. Jordan for a few years, uh, got to know him well, it was back in the 90s, I guess, and uh, yeah, he's a good friend. Um, Jordan just got back from travel camp, and I'm sure we'll probably hear a little bit about that, maybe a little, a little bit. They were gone for 10 days. They took a group of about 50 kids and went up into Canada, and Joshua was one of them. I've seen a few of the pictures, and uh, it's a lot of fun looking at those pictures because when I was his age, I got to do the same thing. Jordan was on that trip, and some of the pictures that I look at that Josh took were very similar to the pictures that I took, and some of the poses that they did in their pictures were very <laughs> similar to some of the poses that we did. So it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun looking at the pictures, and um, look forward to hearing from Jordan this morning. So uh, I'll pray for you, okay? Thanks. All right. Lord, I come before you again this morning. just want to thank you so much for it. Just thank you for Jordan and Dina and the family, for the work and the commitment that they have to RC is doing and has done for, for many years, and uh, just thank you so much for them. Thank you for the word that we get to hear this morning. And, uh, just bless that that word and uh, just uh, help us to hear your word this morning. Thank you again for Jordan and uh, just bless him. Amen.
4: Good morning. Uh, it's great to have the opportunity to share. Um, it's always frustrating and fun to, to come back to Henderson. Uh, It's fun because I have so many good memories of of growing up here and dating and getting married right here. And uh, it's frustrating because so many names have gone through my head that come back and see all the familiar faces. And I'm like, oh, I can't remember their name. So my apologies if I have a blank stare that my mind is just racing. Like, oh, I'm thinking of their name. I'm thinking. Um, If I don't remember your name, I, I apologize. Just. Tell me, I'll ask for. I'm asking for forgiveness right now, uh, ahead of time. Um, shout out to to Joni; she does a great job. Uh, I did none of that. and uh, Bulletin looks looks great. If you if you flip to the back, that 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 tells you a lot about uh, a lot about CRC, and uh, we're just down Giltner Road, uh, sixteen miles or so. Uh, We've got 40 acres there. Uh, we do uh, day camps in the summer, and uh, we've got a nice, nice building there. Kind of we call it a retreat center. It's uh, if you're okay with sleeping on the floor, you can do youth retreat type stuff. Uh, or we've got camping facilities, uh, camper hookups, uh, as well as pl- ample, ample area to tent. Uh, there's also a nice outdoor pavilion that anytime your church or family group, uh, business group wants to come and. Uh, spend some time away uh, it's a it's a great place to be um, supported by local churches and and local individuals so those of you who who do support us either financially or with prayer uh, we thank you uh, we've had a we've had a really good summer uh, with our camps uh, our day camps were bigger than they've ever been and that was on one hand uh, oh, what do we do uh, God provided uh, great staff as well as just some Creative engineering and and things went really well, and so we found out we can handle that many kids. Uh, so that's good. Uh, we did just get back from travel camp. Uh, it was somewhat of a historic travel camp in the respect that it Paul and Kathy Nauman, uh, who helped start CRC, it's their it was their last travel camp. So you get a little weepy on that a little bit. Um, a little bit of the weight of ooh, I'm the one myself and. Uh, my wife and Clayton and Sandy Cleaver, uh, trying to, to carry on uh, something that, that God has done. Uh, but God is faithful. Uh, I've got my, me, my wife, Dina, and we've got two of our kids. Lizzie and Lincoln are here as well. Um, the other two, they had a surprise or a impromptu thing for Paul and Kathy at, at Stockholm this morning. So the, the older two ended up, up going there. Um, but I had already told Luke that I would be here and... Uh, I was like, well, I'm speaking on Travel Camp, and majority of people here didn't go on Travel Camp, so I can share with them what I shared. So you can get a rehash from Josh, see if this is accurate or not, uh, as to what, what we shared there. Uh, let's see here. So Travel Camp, uh, we load up, 65 of us, and we're gone for 11 days, days. Uh, between an aero, stuffed in an aero stage line bus, as well as a 15-passenger van. Uh, we've got know, 11, 12 tents that we all, that we all sleep in. Uh, the trailer has all of, our, all of our cooking gear. And so you ask, how do we do that? Well, it's by God's grace and by this little thing called Febreze. Okay, true true story. This this actually happened this year. Uh, Sixty five people. It's a lot of it's a lot of luggage. the The cargo bays in the in the bus are packed completely full. So much so that we had to cut the wires on the on the lamps because the lamps were melting people's sleeping bags and stuff. That we stuff it we stuff it completely full. And if we fail, we throw the whoa, we throw the rest of it in in the bathroom on the bus. We try not to use the bathroom because after 11 days of people, I shouldn't be talking about this right now. After 11 days of, uh, if you were to use the bathroom, it's a bad smell. So that's Febreze. Uh, So I'm under the, I'm under the bus. Typically students take a lot of the, do a lot of the packing, but uh, on occasion the the adults get under there and help pack as well. And so I'm under the bus, uh, helping to put suitcases in there, uh, pack it in tight. Uh, that happens to be happens to be day nine of of the trip, and so I, I'm packing away, and I'm starting to break a little bit of a sweat because you you got to work to get it to get it tight in there, and I get a whiff of something. It's like hmm, and so my my wheels start turning, and it's like, is that me? And I was like, well, still thinking like I took a shower last night. This shouldn't be me, but. If it is, it's going to be a long day for the people sitting next to me, and so I'm I'm still packing away, still still thinking, and uh, it's like nah, that, that can't I I did put on deodorant, I know I did, and every time I press against the suitcases, it's like, oh, that's what it is, it's the suitcases, and so that was a, I mean, it wasn't pleasant being under there, but it was a relief that it's like, okay, I'm okay, it's. It's not going to be an incredibly embarrassing day. Uh, Let's see. So that gives you that gives you a little bit of a glimpse of into travel camp, and I think that's that's one of the reasons why why travel camp has been effective is it gets you away from the familiar, Uh, it gets you away from the everyday, it uh, it puts some stress on you. Okay, there's a there's a lot of new places, uh, and a lot of new people, a lot of new experiences. There are limited showers. Uh, we do some limited screen time. Uh, there's limited space, and our culture is very, very, very much into uh, how we look. Sorry, where would we go here? There it is. Our culture is very much into of how we look, uh, how we dress, even what we smell like. And travel camp, uh, in some respects, gives you the opportunity to take a break from that, to take time, to give God time, the opportunity to speak to you with limited distractions. And if we allow it, I think church can be that sometimes as well, is a place where we can come to, to have limited distractions, uh, some time to focus on God. Why do we typically, why do we typically sing songs before the message? To orient our hearts, to reorient our hearts, our thoughts, to God's greatness, to His love for us, to our need for forgiveness, to our need to be connected with Him. And so what I want to share with us this morning uh, is one that's a little bit of what we did on Travel Camp, uh, one of the messages that I shared, Uh, a a chance to connect with God, and uh, how he views us, and what he, some, some of what he desires of us. Uh, our theme this year on travel camp was called The, the Road Less Traveled. And uh, our memory work and our devotions were from the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, each, each day we have a, a, ver- a, a section of scripture, just a verse out of a passage of scripture for people to learn, and that's their meal ticket. So if you haven't said your verse, you don't get to eat supper. And um, we do, we're flexible, but we do our best to, to encourage people to, uh, to get their memory work done. Josh, did you ever skip supper? No. Uh, it's, it's not uh, overly taxing, but it's a good opportunity to be immersed in God's Word. And um, let's see here. So our, our teaching time then, uh, we use the analogy or the parable of the pioneers starting out east, and moving west. Is that right? I get in a building. There we go. Starting out east and, and moving west. Um, and how that, how the parallels that you can find with that, uh, with our Christian life. And uh, so the first, first message was on the call. And you think about the pioneers out east or the, the farmers out east uh, as things got difficult, and you hear the announcement of, oh, there's free land. Uh, the opportunity for a, the potential for a better life and you got you got to weigh that out and uh, the response of whether or not a person choose chooses to stay or chooses to go and you look at the parallels to the the christian life uh, john six forty four whoever the father call, whoever the father draws to himself okay? and then john three sixteen for God so love the world and the, the tail end of that is is eternal life and so you you process that, you think about that, and then the response of John 3.16, whoever believes in me will not have, will not perish, but will have eternal life. Uh, then we took a look at the guide, uh, setting up Christ as the, as our ultimate guide. Uh, the pioneers, for them to successfully get across the, get across the plains, get across the mountains. Uh, you wanted somebody who had been there. You wanted somebody who knew what uh, what to look out for, uh, the dangers, uh, how to the best way to, to get there. Uh, we looked at the provisions, uh, talked about uh, the fruit of the spirit, and then some some fruits to avoid. Uh, we talked about companions. Uh, you think about a wagon train. It's not much of a train if it's just one wagon, uh, but if you've got a group of people, i.e. the church, uh, that's what that's how God has designed it. Is that we're a support for one another, uh, we're valuable to one another. God desires to, to use us to encourage and lift up one another. Uh, we also talked about uh, the dangers. Uh, obviously, coming across the plains, going through the mountains, you've got the the terrain, you've got water crossings, you've got Indian attacks, uh, different things that the, the pioneers had to encounter. Same way with the, with the Christian life, things to watch out for, uh, sin, uh, cares of this world. uh Talked about some of those, and then the one the one that I want to camp on this morning is is the walk. Of we can do all this all this preparation, uh, but eventually you got to get in your wagon and, and start going. Uh, the Christian walk. It's God calls us not to stay, not to remain infants, uh, but to but to grow and to get to the point where where we are walking. So, uh, turn with me to Hebrews chapter twelve. The very first time that I spoke at a church, I think my sermon was like 10 minutes long. And I thought it was forever. And, uh, I'll give you fair warning it's, it's going to be more than 10 minutes. Uh, hopefully, your roasts or whatever you got in the oven doesn't burn. Uh, I'll do my best to, to talk quick here. Uh, Hebrews Hebrews, chapter 12, uh, pick it up in verse 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Where's our, where's our focus supposed to be? Okay? Let us fix our eyes on, on Jesus, on Christ. And what did, what did He do? Okay? What did Christ do? Who for the joy set before Him. Okay? He looked at you, He looked at me, and then He looked at the cross and said i'll sign up i will sign up for that i'll take i'll take that uh on our bi- on our behalf you think about uh that was one of Rome's killing machines okay it wasn't obviously it wasn't meant to be pleasant but it was meant to it was meant to humiliate uh, it was meant to send a to send a message and uh, what are christ's what are christ's thoughts about that who for the joy set before him okay? That's that's humanity. The idea of God's creation being back in relationship with Him. Okay? That's you, that's me. Calls that joy. Okay, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. The book of Hebrews was written to people that were Hebrew, of Jewish descent nature. They knew they knew the temple. They knew how things worked in the temple. And in the temple, there wasn't a place for priests to sit down. Why didn't they sit down? It's because their work was never done. But you look at, you look at what it says here. He sat, Christ sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Why? Just what his last words were. It is finished. All right? The payment is complete. And so in light of that, then let's look at verses 3 and 4. It says, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men... So that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Verse 4. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Go back to verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. All those actions. Okay. That's something that each of those each one of those verses have in common is actions that we do. Okay? Are any of those actions for us to earn God's love, to earn his approval, to earn his acceptance? No. Okay? It's because of God's great love that we do those that we do those things, that we strive, that we that we would struggle against sin. And so turn over to Ephesians chapter two. Remember, these are some more some more familiar type verses, uh, Ephesians two eight and nine. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Right? But then you take a look at verse take a look at verse ten. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which He, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So it's not just the mindset of, of being saved from something. Okay? Saved from the fires of hell is is very accurate, uh, but it's not the it's not the end all of God's desire for us. It is God desires to save us to something, and that is good works, to live out God's characteristics, to live out, to to allow Christ to live through us as we go about our daily lives. If you, look at the, if you look at the life of Paul, Apostle Paul, uh, he had the chance to behold God's glory. And when Christ met him on the road to Damascus, uh, other visions that God gave him completely changed his life. Okay? It, also, it also motivated him. And for us to be captivated uh, with the glory of God uh, as we see it in his creation, as we see it revealed in, in his word, as we fe- see it revealed in, in the life of Christ... Uh, Paul wrote in Colossians one twenty nine. Uh, it's it's kind of the tension here. Of okay, is it all is it all me? Is it all just my human effort? Uh, Colossians one twenty nine. Paul spoke of said I struggle with all His energy, okay? allowing the Holy Spirit to, to be the one to empower us, to convict us, to challenge us to, to change, to challenge us to submit to God challenge us to trust him more first uh, Corinthians 9 24 to 27 uh, gives the it's the picture of the of the athlete and the competing that he does and the training that he has to go to go through ahead of time and that's what Paul also compares his, his spiritual life to of I'm going to choose how I order my day I'm going to choose to be proactive and how I seek after Christ, and uh, the last uh, out of twenty-seven, there I beat my body and I make it my slave, of making making choices in in such a way uh, that God brings about growth, that that we order our, our priorities, that that God is number one. So um, we're gonna stay we're gonna stay in Ephesians. Um, Ephesians 4, uh, as you turn there. So there's, there's action to the Christian life, uh, which it, sometimes it seems like a no-brainer, but sometimes I, I feel like I get to the point of I can have the, the idea of, of checking out and just saying, oh, I've got my card punched, I'm good to go, uh, instead of it being a, a walking with Christ moment by moment and allowing Him to, to continually be number one priority. Uh, If you look at Ephesians four, Paul is Paul is writing to them, talking to them in chapter four there about the about unity in the body of Christ, uh, unity in the church, and then the gifts that the gifts that God has given any believer, uh, the spiritual gifts. It's used for the building up of the body, for the if you call it the the edification, uh, the encouragement. Uh, for the benefit of the body of Christ, and then he gets to then he gets to verse verse seventeen and we 're just going to walk through seventeen there through into into chapter five a little bit so I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking All right. In this context, uh, been the, the Greek reasoning um, they were very intu- into whatever the next new idea was uh, the next new, new philosophy and describes it as as futile, uh, failing to produce the, the desired outcome think about think about life think about worldview in in light of how do, you make, how do you make sense of life without God? Our culture, our world comes up with lots of different philosophies of, hey, this is how we do life. This is how we cope without the idea of a God. And uh, Paul describes that reality as, as futile. Right? And it goes on in 18. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Ends up to be a, when we say when we say no to God, it ends up to be a, a downward spiral. That uh, say, I do not want to have God. I don't believe and God, in some respects, says, okay. I will I will let you see how that goes. And there are times when God reaches down and says, "No, I want I want to communic- I want to I want to show that person again. I want to reach out to that person again." Uh, but ultimately, if you look at you look at Pharaoh's Pharaoh's heart of, he thought about it, he thought about it, it's like, nope, thought about it, nope. And God finally said, nope, you're right. I'm going to bring my judgment. And so the, being, being careful of, of having a hard heart, uh, being careful of hearts being hardened. Uh, Then look at verse 19. Having lost all sensitivity, They have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. When I was in college, I remember one of the professors saying, uh, and it it just stuck with me, is the idea of a, if you want to call it a spiritual barometer, a a spiritual thermometer check of how sensitive are you to to sin? And uh, that just stuck with me. And going the other direction, of somebody running away from God Running away from the idea that, that There is a, a creator God Having lost all sensitivity And when you don't When you don't We're designed for a relationship with God And if we're not filling that We're not filling that void with, with God We're running after all sorts of other things And Giving over to themselves over to sensuality And every kind of impurity With a continual lust for more Why is there a lust for more? Because it doesn't satisfy. It doesn't satisfy. The flip side, uh, if you put your faith in Christ, you, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which be, is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Trying to find satisfi- satisfaction apart from God uh, is a deceitful desire. It promises what it cannot deliver. How do you how do you combat against that? How do you deal with that? It says you're to be made new in the attitude of your minds. All right? up here is where is where things start. Uh, the Rick Bartek, our associate down at, at Stockham. Um, said a good phrase is what you th- you th- <clears throat> what you think about is what you care about and what you care about is what you pursue what you think about is what you care about and what you care about is what you pursue to be made new in the attitude of your minds what do we what do you what do we what are you what are i what am i choosing to think about what do we what do we dwell on what do we focus on uh, do, we, do we dwell on what is true, what is right, what is noble? Verse 24, And to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and true holiness. There's nothing more peaceful than, than having a right relationship with God. You know, things can be going on crazy outside of us. Whatever our circumstances are, having a right, having a right relationship with God... Uh, there is nothing nothing more peaceful than that. Then Paul starts to give some rubber meets the road. Okay, this is what it looks like as we as we renew our mind, uh, as we have Christ as our number one priority. This is what it looks like when we live that out. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we want for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. If you want to write a, a side note, James James 3 uh, talks about the tongue and such a difficult thing to such a difficult thing to tame uh, gives the idea of a ship gives the idea of a, a force set on fire uh, our words can be very encouraging They can also be very destructive and you think about the, the the passage says out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks and so, thinking about our language, thinking about what we choose to choose to talk about—a a heart check, a spirit check of what we set up as as important, what we value. And then, well, thirty-one. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Okay, and sandwiched on our, our words and those actions there, sandwiched in between there. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. God desires us to, to follow after him, to seek after him. And when we don't, uh, there's an aspect of him that hurts. And uh, that's something, something to consider. And well, then verse 32 what does he what does he say to do? It says be comp- be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. When you tell when you tell somebody that you love them, when you say I love you, what do you mean? If you look at if you look at Christ and what he did on our behalf, when Christ says he loves us, when God said he loves us, um, it was, it was this much. And allowing that to, to resonate of understanding the, the gospel in such a way that God loves us, that he was willing to die on our behalf. Just as in Christ God forgave you, be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. When a person puts their faith in Christ, you're placed. You're placed in Christ, and this next section here of actions that Paul says, "Hey, let's not do this. This is not what it is. It's not. It's not congruent. It doesn't fit with a follower of Christ. It doesn't fit with with who Christ is, uh, with who you are. If a person has put their faith in Christ. It, this doesn't fit." But among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity. Sexual immorality, actions, impurity, thoughts, or greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. You think of what Christ has done, what God has done on our behalf. The response to that is, is thanksgiving. Uh, drop down to verse 8 of chapter 5. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. For the fruit of the light can fit, consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Uh, Dina and another gal on, on travel camp shared a, a lady that's uh, she's a really good speaker. And it's got a really interesting quote with the, along the idea of find out what pleases the Lord. Your heart cannot love what your mind does not know. Your heart cannot love what your mind does not know. Okay? And the emphasis of that I- emphasis of that is, is God's word. How do we get to know Him? Well, we spend we spend time gleaning what his character is like, seeing how he views us, seeing how he views sin, seeing what his desires are for our lives. Your heart cannot love what your mind does not know. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Uh, I'll wrap us up with with this last verse. If you jump over to verse 15. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Be very careful how you live, not as wise, not as unwise, but as wise. challenging, challenging thoughts as to what it looks like to to live out the Christian life. How long did it take the pioneers to get from from East Coast to California? Months. It wasn't just a hop on the airplane. Months, and I've, our society, we want things now, and going through the going through the process, uh, that's something that's something foreign to us uh, in many respects. That uh, the challenge of the of the Christian life is to day by day just take a step, take a step, take a step, and having that having that understanding that. Uh, spiritual growth is, doesn't come in a microwave uh, uh, but it comes in uh, a snippet here, a snippet there uh, allowing God to be number one how long is the Christian life? It's a long time and so let's start walking before we do, let's pray God, we thank you for time together in your word. God, we thank you for your love for us. The challenge that you would love us so much that you would die on our behalf. God, I thank you for your goodness to us. God, I thank you for your guidance. I thank you for forgiveness. God, I ask that you would give us a willingness to submit to you, to walk with you on a daily basis. God, we love you, and we desire to follow you, and I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank
0: you, Jordan. Please stand as we respond, living as children of the light. You just.